Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we are covering prisoners and I, you know, I got to say like right off the bat, I'm just glad to be <laughs> reviewing something that's got positive reviews. Right. Uh, oh, <laughs> I have to turn the noise. You got to turn the noise down. That's all right. For for anybody listening, I'll cover the easy stuff that we try to remember, which is this is a fairly instant review. We saw this the late show last night, and no 3D. Although that would have been a funny one to put in 3D. It's um it's a little bit on the longish side. It's a it's about a two and a half hour film. So we we started it last night, ended it this morning, and right we, we, here we, we really have slept this in is, between. So it's. It's and, very, it's very interesting. And strangely enough, though, you know, it's not the strange part isn't that we would hang out, but you know, we had plenty of time to talk about the movie because I gave you a ride home last right, night, right, and, and we didn't, and we talked for a bit, you know, outside, and we, you know, we we were talking today before we do the show. Yeah, we haven't said anything about the film, so we're gonna get. And, I guess uh, we're gonna get right and, into. And the, you know, for for long time listeners, uh, yeah, who are the greatest people in the world, of course, but. They will know something's going on there because we've, we we <laughs> yeah. we mentioned that before, and wow. I, I think it's interesting the things that come back when uh, we do get emails. Uh, if you have questions about any upcoming movies, or you want to, you know, I don't know, take us to task for some previous reviews or something, you can email us at uh, either Mark Eastman at ArieScreening dot com, or if you go to ArieScreening dot com, you know, there's like a contact page just. Fill it out, but it's interesting the things that come back when we do get emails. We get a lot of emails that kind of are just like, "Hey, I like your show," and right. this, Good job. And they and, don't really have like a do this better, a uh, you know specific question or something like that. But um, it's it's just fun to read the emails and see what kind of things people notice and pick up on. And we have had emails in the past where people ask about when we don't talk to each other because we mention it once in a while Sometimes. on the show like so we were talking you know or we'll just throw it in when we're talking about something we'll, right you know we'll say well i said this to you last night when we walked out and blah blah, blah. Yeah. and then we will you know we have mentioned the times that all of a sudden we just like we go don't. quiet uh, so <laughs> and, what's and, happening at your house and we just, like yeah. don't talk about the movie and it's weird we talk a, a fair amount you know through the week anyway texting and whatever right. but there's no, there's also no rhyme or reason to the end result. Sometimes when we dislike a film, we talk about it, right. and sometimes we just don't. Right. And the flip side, obviously, we could be right. nice it, about a film. It, it doesn't. Mean it we really is it just like it. It just means we had other stuff it's we just, were talking about. So it's, it's but, very you know, weird. If, if you put it all together, this would be a good. Uh, we can we can have some data mining super fan. Yeah, right. yeah. Come up with a chart, right? Super fan means there, your son, right? Like, there is something about the movies that we don't talk about. 
There are times mm-hmm. when we end up really liking them, and we still didn't talk, and there are times when we don't like them. Or they're them dark shadows, talk. right? But yeah. there's something similar yeah. happening right. <laughs> with like all the movies that we don't talk about. It's a very strange thing. But anyway, yeah. uh, as I was saying, I, I'm very glad to be reviewing a movie that <laughs> has positive reviews. Right. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have positive reviews. And right. if also, if you're a longtime listener, you know that you know the bet is on, and right. we get people mentioning this every once in a while this too in it. the emails, where uh, you know we are desperate to have a huge gap, and there's only so huge a gap you can have. Yeah. Uh, because you know someone has to love it and someone has to hate it. Even if somebody loves it and the other person goes, well, three stars. That's right. Still, I, I you know, hate it. I, yeah. Theory, and we've, right? we've been about a star and a half apart. That's really about it. I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not even that. But wow, uh, this might be it. <laughs> I was wondering when we were leaving if this might be it. But then. Wow, that's weird. As we sort of drove on, I was like, where is he on this And we've done this too before. We've suspected we're totally playfully. Wrong. We don't even ask about it. And then you're like, okay, so now we're going to do our reviews. And you're like, I'm one right. star. And I'm like, yeah, so, I'm one star too. So part of the problem with that is that if one of us knows that they're going to be two and a half stars, mm-hmm. then they already know there can't be that big a gap, right? So <laughs> right. it's still not. Anyway, uh, so we should just like jump right in. Um, the phones are open if you're live. Yeah. Uh, we got the chat room up, and uh, like I said, you know, you can uh, email us ahead of time questions sure. and everything. Absolutely. This would be a great movie. I would love. To, I should say actually right now uh, for people who join in. At some point, this is going to get really spoilery. Yeah, it has to because this is the kind I'm of film. totally going to spoil this movie. Man, you really every, hated this film. every way possible. Because otherwise, it's, there's only so much to talk about. Right. So, but we are definitely going to do a, a fairly decent amount of time of just reviewish, yeah, fairly normal without getting too spoilery about right. stuff. Um, but then towards the end, we're probably going to, you know, I don't know, sound the horn or something and right. say, <laughs> "I guess we you go. have to tune yeah. out if you if you don't want to watch it." But this would really be a great movie for people to call in. Yeah. Especially since we've kind of given the spoilery warning or something. Right. And say, I this was the greatest thing ever or right. you know, why just the This is the longest, most pretentious the way this crap. the way this weird thriller kind of thing plays out and everything. And like you said, it's it's long mm-hmm. and you know, it did it need to be that long? If it's gonna be that long, should other things have happened, who knows? But it would be right. interesting to get people's yeah reaction. <laughs> Although we can give you one really instant reaction because as we were walking out of the theater, the yeah. lady really loudly goes, that was the dumbest movie right. ever, which the, I thought was awesome. That's your instant reaction. Right I'll there. say I'll say this. I, as a quick side note, partially because the film is tied to it too because the, the cinematography, not that we're big on talking about cinematographers, but there's an association to a film like No Country for Old Men. And when I went to go see No Country in the theater, it's not your average – it's not a Michael Bay film. There's not a finite start and end. It's a story, and right, it's, right. it's done in an artistic kind of way. And there were people that really liked it. But I remember walking out of No Country, and they're like, "That? How did that end? What is that? Like, that's it? There's right. got to be more, you know?" Right. And it was just, it was just amusing. Well, you know? yeah. And, and in but a way, I mean, this is this is a smart. This is not a film like the film ends in a perfectly fine way. It does. Uh, I mean, it yeah. it ends. It's not like it ends and you go, well, I have no idea what happened. I mean, it ends right. and they don't exactly show it to you, but it's perfectly it's obvious, obvious exactly right. what right. happens after that, right? And basically it ends where, you know, I was kind of done telling the story yep. and that's where it ends. Right. It doesn't 
it doesn't end exactly with like aha because we already had the aha right, and right. All, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. it it ends where it sort of leaves you with some stuff that did not exactly play out. But right. it doesn't matter. It's totally no, it it, it's, it's totally obvious what happens. <laughs> I could just imagine somebody going, "Well, now we don't know." If, <laughs> Really? What was he looking at? Right. So anyway, (laughs) anyway, um, but that was a person I I, I only reacted. Sorry, I only reacted that way because I realized that whole person's experience in that theater was a confusion. It's not because the movie was great or not. It was just that's not the kind of film they think of. They were right. They were of the Josh Whedon camp, which is you give me a movie that looks like a movie. Like I'm used to seeing exactly, at home, right. and if it doesn't look like it's on TNT or an episode of, you know, The Closer, then that's not a movie. You've just right. like wasted my time. And that person didn't seem to understand that that was right. Exactly. How it is. There is an extent in this movie, um, and we won't go in uh, too far before just heading out with our right our ratings because now we've teased that enough. Um, but I do want to say there. This is a little bit different of a movie, like yeah. like you were saying. It it plays out different than even like the thriller kidnap movie, the stereotypical the kids are missing one. Right. crime drama that yep. you might completely expect. It's a little different than that. It's yeah. all, it's kind of like you know, it's not outrageously different, but it no, it's, it's a little wacky. different. But it, it's kind of like you know, if you see Moon. Yeah, and you didn't know that was what you were going right. into. And right. You were like, I don't know, sci-fi movie. I'm right. going to go see this, and right. then you start watching Moon, and about halfway in, you go, um. Well, if if I had, if anyone was asking what the film was like, and I didn't know them well enough, I would say, well, it's a genre film, and it's not the kind of buddy buddy cop film where you know there's a like you said a kidnapping. Right. I'm like, did you like No Country for Old Men or Mystic River? Mystic River or is Zodiac. a good example. Yeah. You know this. Film in a lot of ways reminded me of Mystic River with a hint of Zodiac. Right. You know, it's just it's a it's a story and it's an amazingly and, and all of all investigative of films, story. But it's not like a it's not like a Columbo. You know, he shows up and just notices there's right. dirt on the carpet. He's like, well, yeah, I know who did it now. It's not like, it's not uh, like you're that. watching an episode of you know NCIS right, or nothing. whatever. It's, I mean, it's. It, and those movies are good examples, actually, like especially Mystic River. I, I think, think that's as close as it is, can get. Um, you know, the thing with this movie is that it's a genre movie. It's just not the genre you think it is. Right. It's, it's not the, it's, it's not the it's genre stereotype. It's, it's, it's actually more genre right. than what you're used to. So. Probably, right. Anyway. Um, I hope so, that woman is listening, too. She'll be like, that was me. They're ripping me up. Right. Anyway, call in. Uh, yeah. The, but so, like I said, this would be a great one to have like, some response and and have some people, yeah. that, you know, throw out their things. So ratings. So um, we, we, go. we won't even, I think, uh, <laughs> get into funny. like the synopsis. You know what it's about, right? We'll just do right. rating. We're, our theory is that we're going to kick that out. So right. the problem is, is that oh, I am no. not I'm not far enough anywhere for you to be far enough away from me. But, You'd have to be, yeah, okay. But uh, you're a very opinionated neutral. I, I, that, that's that's pre- what it is. That's pretty close, actually. Yeah. I am pretty solidly, I think, at two stars. Yeah. Okay. And this is my own cap. personal problem with that because I hate it. Is that <laughs> I, I hate <laughs> it like I hate it like about myself. Oh, I, hate oh, it, I thought I you were like about, about this rating. Like right? you just gave a movie you hated two stars. And I hated I hated about the movie in a way is that I love. Almost everything that happens in this everything. movie. It's just there's a moment where except they, yeah, that, I know exactly except what that you're here, like. My ultimate reaction in the end, the end for me kills this movie completely. Mm-hmm. 
And and what it comes down to for me, like uh, you know, the first like this is actually like two and a half hours or something. Yeah, it's two. It's, and it's two thirty three. It's really but close it's really, to that or whatever. It's really, it. And yeah. the first, uh, you know, let's say like hour and fifty minutes or something, is probably like one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. Yeah. And then what it turns out when you finally are done watching it is that this is like the schlockiest goofball like you know penny dreadful story made awesomely mm-hmm. but that doesn't change what story it is right that's i, it, I appreciate it still that. is that story and in a way when it, and we'll get to that when we're going more into it i know the exact moment it, it hurt itself it got right in its own way and almost became what we were saying a minute ago instead of being like a real genre piece it became after being so long successfully what it was, it tried to be the genre stereotype. Yeah, and, and, and I'll curve. tell you what, too, is I could fix this movie, too. Like I, I, it, could, it, I would it, love like to get five this minutes. minutes so fast. But, okay, so you're at two. The end, the end is a problem for me. Not the very end, but the actual the end of what, what the story winds up being. And it hurt it. It was pretty close. I, I loved this movie. I yeah. loved so much of it. And, it, I, did and I didn't And I didn't hit... It didn't hit and hurt so much for me. I, this is a four and a half star film for me. Wow. I really loved everything really about it. And it I really too. loved I loved so much of it. And we do this sometimes when we see a film with normally what bugs you, I can let go and right. vice versa. If right. it bugs me, you're like, it's not that big a deal to me. Right. It, it really bothered me what they chose to do, but I was having so much fun. Right. And I was so into it. And... In a lot of ways, some of what I love most about the film is how it put a heavy blanket of emotion on me from the first second the film started. Like, I literally felt like I had gotten into, like, a ride. Like, I wasn't in charge of looking around at anything I didn't, like, what I wanted. The director and the cinematographer were like, you're going to see exactly what we want all the way. Right. And there's that, and it lasted forever. And I felt, like, I wasn't teary or anything, but I felt more emotionally invested in this than I have in things that like Zero Dark Thirty. If Zero Dark Thirty had been able to capture what this film sort of similarly does thematically, which is right. what's right or wrong when you need the answer. Like how far can you go before right. you lose yourself? That film would have deserved all the accolades it got in my opinion. Right. You know, this film had so much going for it emotionally and then visually and then the characters, everybody was amazing. Yeah. Damn it! If it Except, just wasn't for that okay. one stupid thing I, that they tried I do, to do, I do have to. This would have been a five-star film for me. So I, anyway, I do have to throw this in too. Um, except for uh, Maria Bello, who I actually really oh, like no. in general. Uh, I like her in general. Yep. She is a really good actress, and I think there, there could be something that I just can't think of. But I think I have actually been really impressed with her in everything, everything she's been she's in. Done. And I hated her in this. She it was, was almost horrible. like it was almost like she did good up until the climax. Like everything after the climax. Like I didn't mind her suffering and being emotional. I thought she did fine. I thought she portrayed it all. It was almost like for the first hour and forty five minutes of the film. I think we both can what agree. Do you mean, like when she's in the hospital or something. Or? After once they get the phone call that Joy is found. Yeah. I didn't like her anymore. Oh, I see. I didn't, I liked her I didn't when like she was. Her I liked her when time. she was normal. I liked her when she first got scared, sad, when she was rocking through depression. I thought it was a little stereotypical what they did with her, but yeah, I loved everything about her, and I thought she played it well until 
joy was found. And then I was like, there's just something like all of a sudden she's not the same character she's been and she's not playing this character at all. Right. Like yeah, I just I, I, I didn't, I I didn't her, like her. I thought she everyone else that's was weird. So everyone else good was so on that yeah. she stood out to me as like I just I couldn't stand her. There's one scene where uh you know we're going to run away with ourselves. We're leaving. Uh, okay. The uh not kidnapper guy breaks into her house. So there I've spoiled that. <laughs> Um, right. And then, you know, kind of everything surrounding that <laughs> yeah. where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal comes and starts talking to her about it and yeah. everything, everything right around there, I actually liked. Yeah, I thought she did all of that part pretty well. Everything else I couldn't stand her in. And, uh, huh? you know, I do have to... I can see it, though. I, I have to throw this out, too, just because it glaringly leaped out at me is at the beginning of the film. Uh, so you've got uh, Hugh Jackman... And, uh, oh, for the love of God, I'm going to forget that. Jake Gyllenhaal? No. Uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah. God, right. Terrence Man, this Howard, film's yeah. chock full of just it, awesome It stuff, has so. huge people in it. but uh, So they are the fathers. Yeah. Maria Bello and uh, Viola, Viola Davis are the mothers. She's awesome. Uh, she is really good. Of uh, two, two little girls who get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And they're friends, and they live, like, kind of just down the street from each other, whatever. And uh, they're all friends, and it's Thanksgiving, and they're over at each other's house doing the Thanksgiving thing or something. And when you get to the end of this movie, by the time you're at the end, everyone has been so incredible right. that it's it's mind-blowing, really, for me, I think, to see – People this good being this being good as can, yeah in uh, some a play like this and you know like Hugh Jackman for as much as he's Wolverine and loves being Wolverine or whatever I mean he has proved that he can do awesome stuff in the last couple of years it's, it's crazy as a quick aside as a quick digression he's had a lot of opportunities from Wolverine and he's capitalized on just about every one of them to show that he's a sing and dance guy he can be an action right. star. This has just cemented him. He can do anything. Right. He can do anything. I wanted him at one point to pop his claws and just go Wolverine with everybody. <laughs> right. And instead what he does is he beats the shit out of a sink. And you see this moment of a man who's just at every wit's end and right. doesn't know what to do, wants to give in to every emotion, and that there's something still holding him back. And I'm like, even when he's not just – Physically that, banging stuff that, around. That was written really well. Right. And that he actually pulled it he off knew. as written well yeah. and not as, you know, the wrong guy doing that scene the wrong right. way makes it look really just stupid. Right. Right. And, and like, what are you even doing? Right. And that scene could go totally another direction. Every single character and in this he film. is great. Yeah. Everybody who had a job to do, and he's, it's, it's his movie. I mean, it really, he's the, right. he's the emotional center. He's the emotional compass that we follow. For good or bad, and he he makes you believe that this guy would do absolutely everything that he's doing. Right, and, and you would too. Maybe you even much, would too. As much as it's his movie, Jake Gyllenhaal was that awesome. guy's awesome. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. People I, like the crap I, I on that like, guy. Man. I like he's him so anyway. Good. I like him anyway, and he's really underrated. But yeah, he is. He absolutely. has been in some stuff where you know sometimes you're in a movie, you you're in a role where it's not absolutely obvious to everyone how impressive it is. Right. And I think he has had like Man, back after, after back yeah, all the time those roles where mm-hmm. he just doesn't get as appreciated as he should by like the general public like, right. that everyone knows it. But among film critics and people who are really, really into films right. who have seen his stuff, I think he 
he is actually really appreciated, and, right. and people don't, you, you know, you don't, have, you don't have a lot of critics going, yeah, he's horrible. Right. No, you're definitely right. He's an un, he's even even with all of his work and all that he does with it, he's still underrated. The guy's yeah. just he's he totally is in this movie. You know, as much as this is Hugh Jackman's movie, mm-hmm. and he's really strong in what he does, right? I would give. If I only had one award to give in this movie, I would give it to Jake Gyllenhaal. I that would be hard he, for me. I man. thought it was he so was good. he was crazy. Good. He is if, if and and to be fair, he was so exactly that guy. He in was like every way, and you and he sells it, and you believe it. And if if Hugh Jackman is the yin in that, he is absolutely his yang. He's right. the most perfect. Like Hugh Jackman is raveling and uh, excuse me, unraveling at every scene. He's so frantic to find his kid. Right. And he's about to, you know, he's this kind of American stereotype for maybe what others think. He's Americans like a are. Ford commercial, right? He's this guy who's got guns, shoots deers, talks tough, talks about his dad being praised all the time. He's always praying to God, and and he's got this survival basement because he knows that things are coming. Right. And his big thing for everything that carries him through the movie is the false promise of, you know, my dad taught me to be ready for anything. Right. And when he's not, it shows. It tears him apart. Hall is this guy who's methodic and intuitive and rational. And even when he gets emotional, he lets it fly quick, but then rings it in because he knows that's not the way to get it done. Right. And and I thought this is an easy mistake that I loved that they didn't make, which is they touted him as being a super cop. Like he's never not solved a case. Right. And I thought, ah, come on, really? And, and you and, just sometimes you, know, you can't do it, but you believe he never because of his right. tenacity. And you're like, this of, guy can't do it. One of the things that I think for me was really strong about this movie is that all the things that they don't tell you. Right. And they don't tell you anything about his background except that clearly he was in some trouble got, with the law. He's got a ton of awesome signs, all the right. tattoos and right. all the stuff. You've got it. You just get the idea that he probably had some run-ins with the law before, yeah. and then he kind of dug his way out of that yeah. into being a cop himself. And it's almost like you know you can see that it it. Everything about being a cop also kind of kills him because yeah. if he fails at a case, then he's failed at other – you know, he's got bigger things going on mm-hmm. than just, hey, I'm a good cop. You know, I mean, he's – and they don't tell you any of that. No, you see – it's all show. They just tell. they just let you see it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the movie, when he picks up the photograph, yeah, that was unreal. Yeah. I mean, that was – that he can like really sell that mm-hmm. and and bring it kind of like all home. You know, even the fact that he's got like his little twitch going on with his eyes that was interesting. Was that was interesting? Really cool. Yeah, I I was not, never bothered. Not by... only was it really cool, but it was really cool because he does it exactly like what somebody a person who would. really had it. You right. Know, he when doesn't... he's just sitting there, yeah. he's not doing it. Right. It's right. like when he starts. When it's, a t- he... it's a tick. Like when you see he's... it. But it's it's so like stress related. Yep, and you and can it's tell delivered so well. You know, it's like when he's just about to, you know draw your gun when you see him doing that. Because right, yeah, he's about to kill you. He's he's like <laughs> yeah. just barely holding himself yeah. back from ripping your head off. Right, and he starts doing that. Or you know, in other scenes when you know somebody's clearly lying to him. Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a point where he's at the door. 
Yep. And it's like, it, it's almost like you could see it's either he gets really stressed or the adrenaline starts flowing right. in his body. And then he's got like this eye twitch thing. Right. And, and it's crazy it's that like such a goofy thing. I remember thinking. Actually works so well. You see so much about Hugh Jackman's life. You see the happiness. You see the scare. You see the fall. You see whatever kind of redemption they try to get out of the situation. And it's all handed to you, basically. And then with Jake Gyllenhaal's character, you don't you don't get to see anything but what he does. Right. But they tell you more by just looking at him. Like when they first showed like his hand with the cross on it, which you, right. you know, if you're in a gang, you get that when you put someone in a hospital or you kill somebody and you're like, whoa. And he's got, he's got the knuckle tattoos. So it's spelling stuff. Right. It's initials. And you're like, this guy's a cop. Like what the, how did this happen? And he's got tattoos on his neckline. Right. And I mean, there's just so many things about him you don't know, but you know everything you need and, to. And, and, they, yet, and he doesn't even tell you right. any of it. And yet, at the same time, another another kind of facet of the not telling you stuff about him that I think is great is that he actually must be some sort of super cop. Yeah. Because, you know, he tells his boss to go screw Yeah, himself. he's got the captain of the police, he's, and he's just like, oh, he's go He's got yourself, complete you know? free reign, yeah. because obviously right. he's done something right. where he could just have free reign. And it, yeah, and you know it's that, because the woman said, the captain told me he's never not solved a case. Right. And that doesn't appease Hugh Jackman. All he's thinking is, my daughter's out there, where right, is she? Right. And Jake is just like, calm down. I just right. Let me do my job. And he's like, I can't. And at the same time, some of the parts of the story where Jake Gyllenhaal sort of shows up or or runs in a certain direction or something, which might otherwise not necessarily make a lot of sense. Right. Like, would he really be doing that or something? But this guy would. We yeah. built that character so well that, you know, he sort of – he doesn't follow, like, your typical lines or something. Right. He just goes – you know what? Everything is connected, and I have to know everything right. that's going on. And it's the only way I'm going to work and, through and it. He, and he gives his boss trouble about it right. because the, the that one guy turns awesome up scene. gone. That was right. an awesome scene where a boss pulls the surveillance, and he comes in to challenge his, his boss, his captain. And he's like, why did you tell me? And he goes, you said he was innocent. We don't waste money on innocent people. Right. And he goes, you should have told me. I would have been there. I would have right. stayed there all night. And right. when he's saying – I need to know where everyone is. Right. When he's saying, I would have given up my time to go do this. I really would have. It's not just like, I'll kill you, man. Like He's like, I would have given up all of my days to go do this. Right. And you believe him because you see that that's how he has to work. Right. He, he's, a, he's a really cool part of the bigger picture that I loved, which is most of these stories that are like the kidnap or the, you know, your, the family's in trouble. The cops or the private eyes are – and it, you know, most of them are private eyes. But the cops are almost always there to, to be basically – like represent everything's going to be okay. Like there's going to be a good solution. Right. And then you get films like Mystic River. I was thinking of Gone Baby Gone, which is strangely one of the films I tell people to see. If you ever want to see a film that ends but doesn't end happily for anybody, like not everybody dies. It's just it's a miserable ending because people do the right thing and it's always wrong. Right. He's that kind of thing. Like you don't get a reassurance. Like there's not a guarantee here. And everybody knows from these films too that, you know, someone's missing especially a kid the clock is your enemy you got one day before it precipitously gets to be bad like right four days later you, we're either not going to find her or she's dead right you know when this goes to the sixth day and they're screaming at each other and they're frantic and and he's just this perfect thing where he's like i'm trying to do everything i can but i'm only one guy so if you guys and you and then you finally realize his statement is stay out of my way do what i say and i can get this done 
But he's got Hugh Jackman in his way, the captain in his way. All these other people keep getting in his way. And everything and you is, see and that everything frustration. Is, everything is more complicated than it oh, seems, too. Yeah. So it's he's, not just... he's. You're right. It's so weird. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman because he shows this perfect range of emotion from happy to just absolute misery. But he's just the opposite in how tight he keeps his emotions. It's just as much right. his film. It, and he's amazing. And, and not only that, but it's uh, really cool going through the movie how we get so many moments uh, where we see Jake Gyllenhaal in a completely believable way, which is yeah. the, the hard part, to show that he's got as much or more rage right. about, about this specific case even. Exactly. And that's it, the perfect he, contrast. He takes everything on yeah. – as though it were his own kid, right? But that's not how he's gonna, right? That's, th- that's not, not how it. he can right. act, right? He's got to take but it in just enough. But it's in there, yeah. And I gotta tell you, and you see it; it's crazy. Watching the film, you certainly it flutters. They they overlap. You see Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal together, but then they go off and do their own things. It's actually kind of hard to watch Hugh Jackman for long because he's so raw. Like everything is right. like this despair. I actually would have – I mean, it's a long movie anyway. I I was more interested in watching Jake Gyllenhaal because of the order and the tenacity. Right. Because emotionally, if you're into it – again, like not like I was weeping or anything, but you're just – you can only watch someone portray or feel that low ability of just like I'm crazy. I'm really going to rip people's eyes out. I can't right. find my kid. Right. Like that's hard to watch for a sustained amount of time. And yeah. I thought the film really smartly did because he really gets dark. He he makes a decision and he follows through on it and we'll we'll talk about it but he doesn't stop right and that's well, hard and, to watch as a they, person because you're like give you isn't. they even give you that to a certain extent right. in the trailer so yeah, that's, they do. that's not spoiling it's not a spoiler anything. thing but but he certainly is like when I'm watching the film I was never like I don't want to watch Hugh Jackman anymore I just want to see more of Gyllenhaal's character but I was more interested in Gyllenhaal's character like his his method how he did it how he got to it and you still see a lot of it but I was pretty. I was pretty excited to see. But yeah, he he was pretty impressive. So um, actually, just to go through to get to certain parts of the movie. So uh, their their girls get kidnapped. Uh, as you see, in, you see most of this in the trailer. There's this weird trailer car. Right. <laughs> there, it's a, there's it's this an RV. weird RV, it's an RV truck thing that happened to be in their neighborhood. The two little girls at one point were sort of playing on it. So right. it's the only lead they have, and they go get this guy who's Paul Dano. Yeah. Who also, amazing, freakishly impressive, like crazy great. <laughs> I mean, we're going to say that about everybody whose name was pops right. up. But I, he's I'm gonna, really I'm going to play. I'm going to play. Yeah, a clip we've got a little see, bit. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Because uh, one of the things that I got, you know, none of them are going to tell you uh, how much the movie sucks. But uh, that Jake talks about Paul Dano, and I thought it was really cool in in one of these upcoming clips. But he's the guy who has he's got. This very low intelligence. Yep. So the cops are kind of going, you know what? What do you want me to do? Like, right. uh, they they arrest him. They uh, take his they take his truck. They search everything about, you possibly could about this trailer. There's no physical evidence in it. Yeah, he is really really slow. <laughs> so you know he is not the mastermind of some grand scheme that suddenly made these girls right. disappear into. <laughs> complete thin air which is what you expect to see in this film he's the first subject and he's the one that is always like the one that does these things in any other story he's the one that is almost like in some ways uh, a bit of a red herring but i'm not going to give that away obviously because you're going to watch this too but his his ability to convey both the 
the slowness. I mean, he has, you don't know whether it's a form of mental retardation or whether he's on maybe the spectrum, which I'm glad they didn't do because that's always just annoyingly stereotypical. But he's able to convey the both the conflicting sense of maybe he didn't do it, but maybe he is like the first red herring. Like there's like that real thin line that he's got a hard job to do, which is you don't want to think that he's responsible, but he's the wrong guy at the wrong time in the right car. And, right. you know, all things point to him. And Hall tries to shake him up, tries to really rattle him. And you start to see as he lays his hands on him, like he doesn't want to be touched. He gets real soft and quiet. And right. There's just an effort there to try to break him down. But and, how do you and break he's down? Just, he's just, uh, you know, he's mentally challenged. Right. right. And at some point you're going, what can we get out of him? Right. It, he even says all, that. It's he goes, almost like, uh, you know, even if we knew he knew something. Right. He, and, and they talk about, yeah, he says the perfect about line, the polygraph. They, they all take the polygraph to families and they pass it. And he's like, yeah, you did great. And then Hugh Jackman's like, did you give him the polygraph? And he goes, it's complicated. And he goes, did you? And he goes, in order to pass the test, you got to understand the questions. Right. And that's perfect because he just to, doesn't get it. In order to fail right. or pass, you have, you to, have be to be able to, able to put together the and, yeah. sentences, right. right? And you can see him raging. He's like, we didn't take our own kid. Like, why are you testing us? He's right. the bad guy. Clearly get him. Right. And but it's total, least, it's total mob I, I, mentality. I was pretty happy that they did not focus too much on that. Me too. On the whole, Me too. Uh, you know, going with them. Or, right. right. Or even just them being mad that they're being right. It would have the questions or something because right. that's what every movie always does, and and that's, that yeah, that would have been that would have been the stereotypical ways, genre right? film, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so but we get uh, we we take him into custody for a while, yeah. and then eventually we have to let him go because really there's no evidence, there's there's nothing except that he did actually have the car there, does it? But yeah. we can't get anywhere from there. We we right. we search their house. We he lives with his aunt. We yeah. we. Because uh, his parents died at a young age when he was six, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he he lives with his aunt. We search her house. There, you know, there's nowhere to go with that. Right. And now it when you're Jake Gyllenhaal, even though you've got your parents who go, <laughs> well, I know it's him. Right. He's going. You know, the more time I'm wasting on this angle, if it's the wrong angle, uh, I need right. to see if there are other angles. Right. So he's like, I got to move on and try right. other things and see what else I can find out. Yeah, he keeps saying, I'm keeping all my options open. Right. And, and that seems like, but you, it, it's not even the way he says it. If you're Hugh Jackman, you don't want to hear that. You know this is the guy who's got your kid. Go right. get him. Right. And if not, how is he? How is he able to confuse you when I see so clearly? That's the perfect contrast for their whole relationship. Right. You know? Right. And uh, so. Uh, eventually they do let him go. And yeah. uh, like I said, we get this in the trailer too, that uh, ultimately they let him go. Hugh Jackman braces to the ah, jailhouse awesome. as they're, as they're taking him out and he just grabs him yeah. and starts shaking him and whatever. And uh, you know, the, he says something and Hugh Jackman goes, are you kidding me? And right. starts, goes even more ballistic. Now he's really certain that it's him. Right. And so they let him go, so Hugh Jackman kidnaps him. Yeah. And actually, he kind of goes to kidnap him. I thought this was this was a very weird scene when he does this because 
99% of the time, I hate this scene in, in any movie. <clears throat> and this time, I actually, I was like... I thought it was great. I, I was like, they actually did that scene in it a was, way that I like that it was, scene. It was unsettling. Because he goes there, and he's, you know, he's got a gun. Yep. We don't know what he's going to do. He's not sure what he's going to do. Right. Whatever. And he just sits there outside of his house. And finally, uh, Paul Dano comes out to walk the dog. Yeah. And... Even at that point, I think Hugh Jackman is not – he does not go there and right. go, here's my <laughs> ultimate plan for kidnapping him, right. and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. He's just sitting there, and he's not completely he sure seems, what he's He going seems to, to be do, waiting right? and hoping that he's going to be led to He's waiting for That's something. Kind of, he wants to see something. I feel but, like – right. Like he doesn't he know might, what. Yeah. He might just uh, you yeah. know, walk into the who secret, right. whatever. Yeah, knock knows? on the, on the yeah. hollow tree or whatever. But it's so cool that it comes out where he isn't sure why he's there. Right. He isn't absolutely sure what he's going to do or how it's going to play out. He just knows he did it, so he's sitting outside his house because right. what else can he do? Right. And then Paul Dano's like singing the song. Yeah. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> as if he wasn't sure enough already. Right. Now – you know, nothing and, could ever make him more sure. And it and it and it's immediately, as you said, on the foot on the on the um on the end side of him attacking him at the police station where it seems so innocent what he said, but only to Hugh Jackman does it make sense. It's incriminating to him. Right. You know, he's like when I they weren't crying when I left them. Right. You know, something like that. And he says it just soft enough so no one else. Or they can hear. they only cried they only cried when I, when I left. left that right. That's like that. And he, Which, and he it freezes if someone him. would have heard that, right? And then it would have we'd been have had a whole different, different movie, film, right? And then when he sees him walking the dog, which also kind of unsettlingly shows him in a bad light, you believe again that he's responsible because he's walking the dog and he's just standing there, and like psychopaths are known to do, hurting animals before people, he just yards the dog up off its feet and is choking it, right? And the holding, dog is yipping, and he's just looking leash. at it kind of curious, and then he finally lets it down, and then they finish their walk. And that's meant both to show character, but also to be like, this is our guy. Jake Gyllenhaal's wrong. Right, this right. is our guy. And Hugh Jackman is who you want to be behind. And then he starts singing the song that the two girls were singing at Thanksgiving right before they left. And only Hugh Jackman knows that. So right. again, he's, you have to understand as an audience, like he's convinced and we and, have to believe it. And not only is he convinced, but at this point, he's just going, well, the police aren't going to help me. Never. No one's going to help him. And they kid, certainly right. are not right. going to help me in time. Right. 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 And so this is like... So the, his decision's uh, made. He's done. He's like, I'm getting this, and I'm going to find out. This is... The, you know, there's like part of this story what, where it's... Uh, you know, Hugh Jackman has actually like said this a lot, and I don't know. He, this is like a buzzword for him for some reason. But this is the part of the movie is just kind of like a cathartic experience. Yeah. Like... Part of the whole existence of the movie is just for you to have this shoved in your face yeah. and go, you know, don't be so hard on that guy who killed the right. people who right. <laughs> kidnapped his kids or whatever. Sure. It's just, you know, it's just this whole emotional connection that you can't escape. Right. Whether anything else is good about the movie or not, Doesn't, it's yeah. just that we right. threw this <laughs> in your face and made you watch it, right? Yeah. And that scene is like, a lot of that too, because yeah. now, what? Right. What can you do? What's Hugh Jackman going to do? He's going to go back to the police and go. Well, now I was right. stalking him, and I heard him singing this song. <laughs> right. And especially, you know, for uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who I think uh, 
portrays really well the cop who has heard all this before from right. every other parent, right? Yeah. Now it's sort of like even when uh, Hugh Jackman says he said this, right? When yeah. he was outside, and Jake Gyllenhaal is just like going. You know, now you're just going to say, right. he said, Do whatever. whatever it takes yep. for me to uh, harass him right. more. And, he even, him and when he says whatever. to him, did anyone else hear it? It's it's this right. question that he's got to ask, but Hugh Jackman takes it again like, dude, get off my back. I'm right, helping right. you. And he's just like. And, and so now what's Hugh Jackman going to do? Go back to the police and go, well, right. now I was out there stalking him and I heard him sing this song that right. our daughters were singing on Thanksgiving. And, right. And, you know, yep, that's and, and Jake's you know, going to go, um, okay. Great. What do you want me to do with that? Right. Like, right. So now I'm going to arrest him and right. make, so, him, make him sing. Like so. Right. You know. So they. Uh, he, so Hugh Jackman uh, kidnaps him. Yep. And takes him to his dad's abandoned, abandoned. apartment house or something. Yeah. It's like four or five apartments in right. the building and or he's something like that. All the walls. And yeah, it's like all run down yeah. and everything. And he's so now he's got Paul Dano in one of the bathrooms or something. And he he gets Terrence Howard because I'm just not going to say anybody's name in the movie. Right. Um, he he takes Terrence Howard and just goes, "I got to show you something." Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, which is right. like really bizarre. Right. But he takes him up there and goes, "Okay, look, I got right. him." And and, and who yep. he conveniently has uh, a really weird reaction to it. I think that's one of the few times in the movie. Where I was kind of thinking, I don't know how real that feels. Right. Um, just Terrence Howard's reaction to this actually is happening in front of me right, right now. But then at the same time, it's almost kind of like, what can you compare it to? Well, I in mean, a way, what, yeah. What is the good in, way in to a react? Strange, or... Well, in a strange way, instead of forcing a, uh, an illicit, specific reaction, like I have to be shocked here or I have to be like angered or excited – when you see someone you've known for however long has abducted a challenged individual and has handcuffed them and right. is now suggesting we're going to beat the truth out of him, how do you respond? You, you have to actually – you have to just kind of – actually your response has to be perfectly blank. Like you have to be right, like every right. emotion – it's like every color is black. There's not right. one. And he had to be everything at once and he was just like – I don't really know what I'm looking. What right. you're I, watching the emotion of processing has, unbelievable he has information. No idea what. And to he's do also, that. and it's also settling in because Hugh Jackman is basically lacing up the gloves while he's doing. It. He's like, look what I got us. Right. You know. And, and he's this just is like, what we're gonna do. And he's, and he's like, you don't want to laugh, but you're like, really, what is the feeling there? How do you convey like disbelief and shock and horror and right? What have you done? Like you're going to jail. You know. Right. It's hard. And uh, so basically, I don't know at what point you uh, begin spoiling this movie and stop Probably just right saying now. what happens or whatever, because you right. can only go so far and then you're sort of spoiling something. Right. In in the in the general <laughs> synopsis, right? So this is so what happens is they do seriously like beat the living hell out of him. They torture and, him. And you you yeah. get the idea even in the trailer that obviously that's what's going to happen, right? Right. right. They uh, they torture him, but at the same time, I kind of thought, you know, it's okay that they're bad at it because right. they're just a couple of guys. It would be unbelievable if they were great at it. Like Hugh Jackman is not a former – it's not taken. He's not a former super agent. He's a guy. He's a carpenter. Yeah, but know? even at it's the okay same time, you don't have to be like the world's greatest professional torturer. Right. To know that just punching someone in the face Doesn't, a bunch yeah, of times right. is not torture, really. In, yeah, and, and I, I, it would have, I would have liked it if they could have done 
especially at some point. Right. They could have done something that was a little bit more creative. Well, they just but thought, then that actually gets to be one of the problems right. they had with the movie. Um, but anyway, they've got him. They're torturing him. They're convinced yeah. he's got information, but he is not letting anything out. Yeah. He, he's not saying anything. And, you know, we have uh, kind of competing reaction, I think, to him not saying anything. You know, right. it's, you know, he's, he's so severely mentally challenged that he ta- mm-hmm. hardly talks when he wants to talk. I mean, he, right. he, he doesn't he say doesn't. anything he's anyway. He's not terribly verbal, yeah. So it's like, what are you going to get him to say? Right. Um, but anyway, so they, they've got him there for like a couple of days. Meanwhile, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal sees someone right. at uh, this kind of candlelight vigil. vigil thing that they have for the two missing girls, and right. this guy shows up, and it just feels odd. Well, he's like acting strange. Most people are putting down candles and bowing their head, and he brings down a stuffed animal and, 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 then he's, and he's caresses like it slightly, it. and he's really dialed into the animal, and it's enough intuitively to catch his attention. Then he starts watching him, and he just begins to feel uncomfortable. And right. And and then it's sort of like uh, he he notices him, and not only that, but I mean you know I hate to be like prejudiced against right, people or whatever, go. but if you saw this guy at a candlelight vigil, you would go, he did it. I mean he just has that look about him. <laughs> yeah. He's like perfectly cast as like really creepy looking right, guy. Right. And uh, it's not like you know some. He played the same creepy guy in. It's funny I recognize him from every creepy guy lately. He was in the Batman film. He was the Dark Knight's. Uh, the Joker's cop who got caught and they're torturing him. He's like, you know, he, he's crazy. Look at him. Right, right. Like, he actually is that same guy. He right. has that new crazy, like, if you need a crazy guy, this is the guy we're going to win. So, so uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal sees him and something's a little weird. And then, you know, the guy notices Jake <laughs> noticing him. So then he starts to beat a hasty retreat, which right. could not be more right. obvious oh, look at or me. something. You know, yeah. And then he runs away and he gets away. And then now we have this new person we're looking at. Right. And now, uh, we, you know, we kind of get, uh, eventually, I'll just say we get like more and more evidence right. uh, that this guy did it. And then now we have to kind of put that together with the fact that Hugh Jackman still got this other guy locked right. up in his house. Right. And and then it, it really comes out. So, uh, you know, all spoiler bets are off. Right. Even though, in a way, this doesn't spoil that much no. in, a, in a strange way. But um, we basically get to where we find the bloody clothes right. and this whole thing. The guy confesses. He's clearly right. a complete whack job right. and has all these mazes drawn all over all the walls of his house. Mm-hmm. And and then that starts like hitting the papers right. or whatever. And here's Hugh Jackman with this other guy still trapped in his house. And now Hugh Jackman has to portray a whole other level of what he's thinking and yeah. feeling and doing. And it's actually kind of cool when we get – there's one moment where he's like, nope, it's him. Right. Like, <laughs> like we've got a guy. We found evidence. He's confessed right. to doing it. And Hugh Jackman's going, no, it's the guy I got. You got the wrong all. guy. I got the guy. I got the guy in my ba- abandoned basement. You and, know? and then it it that part of it plays out really well because yeah. – 
you're going, wow, how, look at him. How creepy and terrifying when he finally finds the guy who ran at the vigil and he gets into his house and he's acting strange and he tries to run again and Jake Gyllenhaal gets him, throws him down and he's breaking the house down to try to find out what if there's anyone else in there. And the director and the, the camera comes in and you just see these child-sized totes that you would buy at any, right, right. any Home Depot or whatever. And they're all padlocked and they're in a very strange position in the room. And there's like 13, 15, 18 of these right, things. Right. And you see immediately Jake's like, I've been working this job a long time. That's the perfect size to put a body in. Right. And when he starts cracking them open and opening them up and what he sees inside is frightening to him and terrifying and not what you want to see. And he can't stop opening them, you know, and you're just right. like, this is you walked into hell like this is hell, not just because there's snakes and stuff everywhere. But because, you know, the fright, the terror. And I was like, what a, it's a small red herring too. But I was like, that was effectively creepy. Like I was actually kind of like, man, don't open those. You're going to see, you're going to see everything you don't want to see right. in those. But, um, and then he doesn't really, I mean, he does, right. he does, but, but he, he doesn't. doesn't. Right. And, yeah. You know, we don't have to just tell you absolutely no, yeah. everything, everything that happens, but he does find what he does not want to find. Right. And he does find bad stuff, but he doesn't find what he expects to find. Right. And right. it's, you know, it's a it's a different angle that we're working there. And everything that we're talking about, Which even to actually, this point in the film, thought, is still, we're loving this as the greatest. That whole part, I thought, was actually really cool, even though it should be kind of stupid. It, yeah. A, right. And yet, they they did that well enough. Yeah. That, okay, so we got a little over 10 minutes now, and so... Um, we oops. should probably uh, talk about why the movie sucks. Don't you want to talk about that? Do you want to? You want to listen? Is there anything about the sound stuff we can that we should do, the, or we, do you want to just dive in? We can in? listen to the sound stuff. Um, right. I will just actually uh, tell you this. This movie for me, like as soon as the moment is when Hugh Jackman shows back up at the aunt's house. Yeah. The sec. Yeah. And he gets one of the girls turns up. Right. Um, not theirs. Terrence but, Howard's uh, Ter- daughter. Terrence Howard's daughter right. just shows up right. and she like escapes. Right. And she says something which, quite frankly, I'm not absolutely sure makes any sense. That was a weird thing. Um, th- there are a couple things that I I don't think you know. One of the things I like about the movie is it doesn't tell you everything. Right. And yet there are other times when. Um, she says something that makes him absolutely sure mm-hmm. that it's Paul Dano right. and or his aunt or whatever. Right. Um, but he's absolutely sure that they were at Paul Dano's aunt's house. Right. And I'm not sure it makes sense. Well, are you talking about – and I mean eventually when I heard it, I didn't think it – are you talking about when she's in the bed, she's recuperating, she's been drugged, she's been you know without – She's been afraid. She's got all the stuff that she's showing. And she opens up her eyes because they're trying to find out where her daughter is. And she says, you were there. Yeah. She she says, you were there. You put uh, you put tape on his mouth. Right. Right. How does that make sense? It, How did she see him kidnap Paul Dano? Right. I, I, see, yeah. that part, I there must be some weird. Th- it, I mean, I got the at first I got the you were there, like because you find out where they are in relation to the house. And you can hear. And I thought what she was referring to is being in a drugged, kind of like hallucinatory, I'm really exhausted thing. But we heard you. Like you were there. But then that other stuff yeah, doesn't I, make I, it. So I, there's a I, scene I don't know missing. what – that's exactly what I thought when that happened and I was watching the movie. Yeah. I was like, there's a scene on the cutting room floor. There's yeah. like 10 or 15 Just seconds enough of a, yeah. that somebody did not realize is yep. on the cutting room floor right. or something. Because right. I'm like, how does it make it sense doesn't make that sense. she saw him? Right. Uh, anyway. I don't know. If I watch the movie again, maybe we'll watch maybe it, that but... scene is there and it makes some kind of sense, except 
you know, I don't know, I don't know how it could make any sense that she saw him. But anyway, yeah. so we fought, so what we get to is in whatever way, whether right. it makes sense or not, now he's really absolutely whatever sure. happened, whatever that means, he's 100% even right. beyond 100%. He knows now. Right. That's it. Now he knows yeah. Uh, like in a he's validated like way, I was on the right in track. a way that he can't explain to him right? <laughs> he can't right. just he can't just right. tell the cop right um and he, so he goes back to the aunt's house and shows up at the door right and as soon as that happened I hated everything else that happened I know everything that happened after that was like I don't know how to tell a story right for me it was like you know you read a book that you love mm-hmm. and you get to like the last few pages of the book and it goes. Uh, oh, it was all a dream, right? Uh, right. I mean, it's, you know, it's not that, but some I understand. Totally nonsensical thing. And then you're sitting there staring at the book, going, "You, you bastard! <laughs> you made me read this whole book." If you depend so much on the ghost being in the machine, then you shouldn't have just opened the box anyway. Like it's that kind of thing. Like it's not that happens in the film, but they just forget what they're doing. It's just, and and, and they it, go kind of comfort. And the thing that I really hated about it, yeah, because we have to have like one, we, we, what we have to have is a bunch of more creepy feelingness. Yeah. And we have to let Melissa Leo do her, uh, yeah. be a mean, crazy right. person. Right? right. And I just couldn't stand anything for uh, like, for one thing, there's no way he doesn't just get that gun. I don't care if I have to take one in the gut. Right. I, I can get that gun away from I'm you pretty freaking quick. A small table in front and of me. You're I could throw that woman, at you. Right, right? Yeah. I mean, there's right. no... You, and I'm filled with rage. I, <laughs> might, I might be a lot faster right. than you think right now. And yeah. and instead, no, he just drinks the Kool-Aid and believes her that he's going right. to see his kid and plays right. along with the whole thing. And it was just, uh, it was just like know. being stabbed in the gut well, myself it, it to was, watch that. Um, and if he would have just gone, like I said, I can fix this movie. If, yeah. if he would have just gone and just, you know, rushed her right from right. the second he she stepped at the door, if he just, like, kicked her through the right. door and taken her down or something, right. would have been perfectly fine. You know what's interesting? Then he finds his daughter in the room. Now we knew it was right. her. That's what happened. Right. It doesn't matter what happened. Right. This is not like... We're we're making one kind of movie for this whole movie, and it's awesome. Yeah. And it, it really is like one of the best worked movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And then we get to the end of the movie and we and we go, um, the butler did it. Right. And all of a sudden well, we're in a different movie. I was up until up until he gets back to the aunt's house. I'm like, this is. I mean, this is maybe one of the best films I've seen this year, if not the best film. I'm like, this yeah, is a five star film. And then it starts to do this thing, and I'm like, okay, here we go, Dark Shadows roller coaster. Right. We're going right off the cliff. Yep. And I reconciled it easier than you did, but I totally see it. I, I really do see how much of an annoyance that was, especially for me. It was just if it, it wasn't was a real so killer. If it wasn't so disappointing because they had stood on this amazing mountain of fresh, smart, sensible, right. emotional, true, genuine, honest work, and then they just were like, "Well." Now we're going to stereotype a little bit of what you expect the story to be, and, and now we're just so gonna, this whole. Now we're just anyway. going to go completely nonsensical. I mean, it for, was in so many different yeah. ways, and especially you know, for me, a lot of times if there's a weird twist like that, I might let it go. Right. Except that they've done so good right. at with Hugh Jackman Without, yeah. and having him do exactly what he would do. Right. And that is not what he would do at right. like any stage right. of that game. 
He wouldn't just knock on the door and go, ha, 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 I've tricked her into getting into the house, and now right. I'm going to walk away from her, and right. and now she's got a gun on me, so I'm just going to do what she says. Right. None of that is what his character yeah. would have done that we've been watching for two hours. When she did pull the gun on him, right. uh, you know, if it's me, I'm going, uh, just trying to look at him. There's right. no way that's what he would do. He right. would just rush her, right. even if he got shot. Right. So what? He, right. The worst that's going to happen is she shoots him once, and right. she's only going to get him in the gut. Right. And how hard is it to cover like three feet before a yeah. old woman could shoot you ten right. times? I, oh, it just drove me crazy. And not only that, but he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care right. if he got shot. Right. He'd just do point. it anyway. Right. Because now, and and we're we're selling it before. Like he knew that Paul Dano was the guy. Okay. He was related to the. He was close enough to be like on the bullseye. Now he knows. Right. He right. And at he this point, he, it's six days after he knows he's close. He thinks he's probably within twenty five feet of wherever his daughter is. He is under the impression that she's dead right. because of all the stuff that's happened. And he's come there to figure this out fully. At that point, you have no reason. You don't have impulse control. You don't have like I'll put my hands up. It's You've got my daughter. I'm going to tear it out of your throat to get it. Like right. you're right. That's everything and, and we know if, about him. Up to that point, he's a different guy. If he would have just done that in either way, right. if he would have either <laughs> just shown up and he he had a, had gun, a gun, he brought a gun, right? Had him. it. Yeah. If he would have just shown up and just started and just been like, okay, look, I'm coming in, get down, yeah. start smacking her around. Right. I mean, it's not like he's afraid to beat people up. Right. Or if they would have done it when she pulls the gun on him, Mm -hmm. he just says, I don't care, and throws something at her and rushes her. He's got a big bag of tools. He can just spin around. Table tools. He's even got the soda. I expected him to drink some of the soda and just throw it at her. Right. You know, because your natural reaction is to duck or move her. And, and, you know, for how – I mean, this is like, you know, weird scientific Mm -hmm. nitpicking in a way maybe, but – how close he is to her, you know, your reaction times when you're the crazy old lady mm-hmm. are not, you know, she's not Look, like a trained she's not army a, yeah. sniper or something who knows what she's doing. Right? You know, you know, here's the thing you don't want to hear. Okay. And I mean you specifically, but, and it's not a reason or a justification. All the stuff that happens from the moment we weren't crazy about it to the end happens so that we can get the end. It's almost like they were like, look, we've got all this stuff, and we want to find him. You mean the very, very end? Yeah. We, but the very end's not worth it. Anyway. I, I, said, I didn't say you would love it. I didn't say it would <laughs> right. make sense to you. But right. if you think about no, it, if you look at all the pieces, totally you're like, look, true. we want this end. So make right. this reach this. Right. And that's what they did. And, and, it, and it's not great, and it's not, and it's clumsy when it I, otherwise is otherwise very agile. But that's really I, what you I get. Think, I think there's an extent uh, to which this movie is – it gets a little bit lost in the big things that it's trying to say, right. you know, where, you know, it's trying to talk about uh, God and religion and, and sin and, and how is he reconciling himself with what he's doing right. and, you know, what would you do and right. who are we as human beings and all this stuff. Right. right. And, some part of this weird metaphor that the movie is trying to make itself into, they wanted that very end thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so they said, well, we have to get there get somehow. It. Whether that means we totally ruin our movie or not, right. I, I, want to have, I want to have the little window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No it's a gamble. What. It's a gamble. And it really probably is you know, not great odds to take because for someone like me, 
it didn't ruin it. It still was an amazing movie. But for right. someone like you, it really cut it. Like it well, and it it's out. not like you're alone. Every, no. Everybody well, loves no, it. Well, no, yeah. Or it's just, at least a lot of people love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it, it seems to be doing really well. I think it, it it's going to do really good. One of the things that I really, really loved is the example. It, it kind of shows this thing that in 60 seconds of the film, well, we're going to run over a little bit. Yeah, we are. It, it shows the thing for, you know, in the first 60 seconds of the film when Hugh Jackman's shooting, hunting with his kid, and he tells him, you know, the best lesson your dad, you know, my dad ever taught me is be ready. And he's like, when the lights go off, when the power is down, when the water isn't running, people are going to, you're going to see people for what they are. And he becomes what he doesn't realize he's prophesizing against. Right. He becomes this monster and he can't stop himself. And I love I love just that whole thing, that notion, and that they didn't bobble it until until the end, which they right, kind of bobbled right. it. But it's just this perfect example of be careful what you're kind of watching out for, you know. Right. I, I just thought it was really smart. All right. Uh, the uh, live show is going to end in uh, less than a Any minute or something. Seconds, yeah. And I do have a couple of clips. They're not, you know, they're not changing anything about the movie right. or anything, but they are pretty cool. Uh, one is uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, actually Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. And uh, even the director kind of chimes in at one point where they're just talking about the harrowing experience of making this movie. Right. And another one is just a cool one with Jake talking about the characters and, cool. the, and the craziness. But uh, the show is going to end for live listeners really quick, so right. we'll just say, you know, Thanks for yeah. tuning in, and we'll, see uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes and all that good stuff. Thanks. Um, but you know the the thing that I wanted to say before we just uh, launch into the clips because they you know they're cool clips. They're yeah. from a, uh, a a press conference. Actually, yeah. But um, so it's not like just me or anything, right? <laughs> but when the movie goes like so wrong and it is kind of you know i've said this before too actually um once you kind of screw yourself then you screw up everything else i think yeah because once the movie goes at the end then there's a lot of parts that i don't like from before anymore i know you know there's uh once it goes really weird with the homeless leo thing then it kind of ties into these other parts and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, that, that, but that's so stupid. And it leads to more stupidity, but it also makes me, like, go backwards to more stupidity. Right. And and then I start not liking stuff that yeah. I loved before. Yeah. And that, I think, is the kind of hidden fatal flaw in, in doing stuff like that. Right. You know, you're making the movie and you go, well, we'll do this and maybe some people won't like it. But right. it ruins so many other things. Like, then I just start going, what the hell is he doing at that church anyway when he found that guy? Yeah. And how does it make any sense that the girl saw him? And and eventually I started having a problem with the whole Paul Dano trapped in the thing, which, uh, like we said before, Paul Dano was crazy good at yeah. that. <laughs> and and Jake Gyllenhaal will talk about it in a second, which oh, cool. I, I thought was awesome. But at some point, you know you're not getting any information out of him. Right. I don't, you know, there's only so much you can torture a person. Right. And, you know, it's like if they have secret information that they can't just tell you what you want to hear mm -hmm. or something, but it's actually like some sort of secret at some point, if they haven't let it out by now, yeah. torturing them more is not going to do anything. And right. at some point, I wanted him to do something else with them. Yeah, I you know thought. 
I thought he was going take to take him somewhere. And I actually thought before the scene that sucks with Melissa Leo that we talked about, there's a moment where they're still talking. And, you know, there's there's that scene just before where she's talking about how he had an episode earlier. What you know, what happened to him? Like I'm not trying right, to cry. Right. And she said he had an accident with a snake. And right. I thought by the look on Hugh Jackman's face, he he had like aha. Right, right. I'm trying hot water. I'm trying cold water, and my fists. I'm gonna get some snakes. And I'm I gonna, actually thought, he and was I gonna really do that thought, too. and yeah. I thought at that point, what you do, because again, you're not a professional interrogator, and like what you said before, if you really think what's gonna get you the information is just punching someone in the face, then you are clearly you're operating only on one cylinder. It's rage. You right. want to hurt because you hurt, and part of that is as as an amateur interrogator, you're more likely to kill the person by accident because you just right, don't right. know what you're doing. You don't know the level of pulling back and not. Right. He clearly is trying to get like if he was trying to get somebody's milk money, he would have got it, you know, an hour into the beating. Right. But he's frustrated and he knows that this guy's got his answer and I understand that motivation, but I was really waiting for something else. I thought, fine, we'll go somewhere else. Right. Or and I and, thought the snakes were coming. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what else too that's weird is you know, then once I start going back and not liking things, then I, you know, I don't like the red herring guy yeah, I know. anymore because how the hell did that all connect? And yeah, and I don't know. It was a little weird, but well, it connects. It, I won't give that away, but that's a that's another weird. That's a very far orbiting connection with Melissa Leo. Like she actually says, we ran into that kid when he was a kid too, and I forgot about him until he killed himself. Like he's one of those kids that was the war oh, against God, right. that's right, and that's why he's kind of he's constantly drawing this stuff. I mean, he's there, but his orbit around what's important is secondary, maybe even tertiary. But right. it's it's there, right. but it's still kind of loose. And if you're losing it at that point, you're like, oh, Jesus, right. just get to which stuff. I totally wasn't. Yeah, no. So I, yeah. and it's so weird that that. But he was another one of those lost children. It goes so far. Yeah. And, like, you know, if this would have ended differently, it would have been five stars for me, too. I was sure. so close to I – mean, I mean, I'm thinking of a numerical scale when I'm, you know, when I'm about to do it, and then I put the stars to it. And you're, like, it. 99. And I was, like, this is, like, 90 – the ending hurt, but it didn't kill it. And I was, like, this is, like, 91, 93. I mean, it was so close to being 100. Right. I almost didn't even have to think about it. And right. then it started doing some stuff, and I'm, like, well, that's a little different, but – Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um you know, I just couldn't do it. And I know that, you know, this is getting really good reviews. It's getting really uh, overall positive feedback, yeah. and, you know, minus the one person we saw it with. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, for me, I just think once it turns out that the story actually is really stupid, yeah. then it doesn't matter how well you tell the story. Yeah. Not ultimately, anyway. I mean, I would even be interested to watch this again just to watch them. Yeah, do this acting again, yeah. but not really like well, not really so much for the movie because it it turns so yeah. stupid. It's, it's maybe it would like, be easier now that you know what's coming. Maybe you wouldn't have the disappointment, and it might even be a little better for you. But I would definitely the next yeah, time I see not. this, if there is a version, I'm going to see the director's version or the extended version because there are a couple little things that I think would be. It, it, this is really weird. At a two-hour and 33-minute film, we're saying it should have been a little longer. I'm not saying that. <laughs> right. I'm saying there are a couple moments of red herringness that I could think, have been cut and fixed with things that they may have dropped anyway. I think there are parts of this, and a lot of people are going to talk about how long it is, clearly. But I think you could have cut 20 minutes out of this movie, and it yeah. would have been yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I think there are a lot of scenes. So good, though. There are a lot of scenes that are go on longer than they need to because 
there are certain ones where it's like, well, because this will be more suspenseful if I just stare at them longer. Yeah. But also, there are so many cool things. Like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on Jake Gyllenhaal here, but um, you know, Paul Dano, who we've said again and again, you know, to be able to act by getting beat up, yeah, is harder than you think it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And uh, I'm I'm just gonna jump yeah, into into Jake because it's so cool. That's cool. It, it's Hilarious what he says about him. Right? All right. Hold on just a sec. I would say it's so interesting to watch Paul's performance in the movie because they're like four or five times, particularly with, with Roger Deakins lighting in that in that cell, you know, where you hardly see anything and all you do is see Paul's eye, that there is more uh, performance in that one eye than <laughs> sometimes all of us put together. You know, it's really, really, really extraordinary. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, it does deserve applause. I mean, honestly, I watched last night, and I was watching. There's a scene where 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 he was first punching him in that in that bathroom, and um, there, you know, Denny holds on him for a very very long time, and you watch it. It's very painful to watch. But between each punch is a different sort of as an actor, a different acting experiment and experience that you watch coming through his eyes, and it's just, um, you know. And the fact that somebody like Roger, again, that Roger Deakins is shooting that and it's lit a certain way where you can see his eyes and everything going on in them is just a testament not only to those two people but also to Denis and his intensity with uh, specificity and detail. It was, it's, uh, that, I think that answers also your question about the, the, the tick and the physical mannerisms because, um, you know, he's obsessed with that type of detail and that the themes running through the movie that they connect to what he first felt in his heart when he read something and why he responded to it. And he's so expressive in that. And he walks around in, he'll, in pre-production or in rehearsal and he'll express those things to you. And he wants to know how your character relates to that thing in his heart that responded to the material. And I know, because I worked with him on the previous movie, the second movie that we worked on together, that that's what he loved. So I just started feeling things in that physical tick of being kind of lost and confused, but also highly intelligent as a character came out in that way and he really loved it and he was so such a champion of those types of mannerisms where I think so many other directors would, would be afraid and say, oh God, where are we going here? He was so loving and uh, and encouraging. Oh, and then we got Kamal. Well, he was encouraging. Um, so. Yeah, he was encouraging. Uh, and then we have another clip. It's from uh, the same press conference, but it's really cool because it's uh, both Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. And what they're talking about really is like the best part of the movie, which is, okay. which is them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and working, which is us. working yeah. with the film and dealing with yeah. what the movie's dealing okay. with. And it's actually really cool. Good afternoon. Gloria Martin from 680 News here in Toronto. Uh, terrific film. A question for Mr. Jackman and Mr. Gyllenhaal. Very intense scenes between the two of you. Uh, I'm interested to know how you uh, maintained that uh, tension and if you had to let go of it once you were off camera. It's a great question about the scenes. I love working with Jake and I think you can see it in the movie. And for two characters who are kind of lone wolves on and on their journey, their their relationship, I think, is really important to the story. They only have four scenes together, maybe five, four or five scenes, and we we talked about that a lot. How we we talked, we rehearsed, and we really wanted to make the most of those. And actually, it was one of those occasions where, as actors, none of us really wanted to leave the scene. I know, you know, there was pressures to move on, but we 
we really wanted to dive in and investigate them because it was a, a precious little time we had together. And then afterwards we would drink. Well, actually, Jake was drinking during, but <laughs> afterwards... Yeah. I mean, only in the morning scenes, obviously. You know, he's very disciplined about it. I keep saying I've done a lot of preparation for this <laughs> movie. <laughs> I think, I, I, you know, I, I, I remember a number of times coming... I would, I would spend the... M- evening sort of letting go of whatever we did during the day and then you know you know we were shooting in Atlanta and there's so many wonderful restaurants and um that was some sort of therapy food became a little bit of a therapy in a way but uh um but then I remember also on the way to work often what I do is I sort of try and meditate on certain things in the scene but I would always start to watch videos of certain interrogation videos police videos sometimes really horrific videos that I wouldn't really want to go into and there have been there were a number of times on my way to work where I could feel myself resist how dark this world was, even in reality, you know, because you have to throw yourself into them. They were all real videos, and uh, I could feel that push and that pull inside me as I drove to work. And by the time I, and sometimes it would panic me, you know. I mean, sometimes when you see things, you watch something like that, you know, it's, you know, you don't even know how to respond. It's so visceral, um, interrogations or or uh, police footage or whatever it might be. And it really broke me into this world, you know. It, 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 I think that particularly, and then, you know, you'd spend the day trying to use that work as a therapy out of it, you know, and, and, and very then eat more. Very, very often in the morning, I was just taking my coffee, it was 5 o'clock in the morning, and Jake would be, look at that, man, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I am the one who needed therapy. <laughs> That's cool. That was the director yeah. chiming in there at the end. Plus, I just like to listen to Hugh Jackman talk. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, funny when he's being, when he's being a Nazi self instead of an yeah. American. Yeah, and and you know, I think that as much as that all sounds kind of like innocuous, uh, yeah. you know, press conference stuff, I think that just listening to Jake Gyllenhaal talk in both of those clips is, you know, just the amount of what he's talking about that you actually get in the movie. Right. There are a ton of movies out there where people at the press conference all say the same thing. Yeah. But the movie you get on the other end Not, is a lot yeah. different than this because, you know, as we've said forever already, both of them deliver their characters in a crazy way yeah. that you do not get, you know, once every like right. five or right. 10 years, there's, yeah. A movie where you get so many different people delivering characters so well. Yeah. And and like you said, you know, we didn't talk about Viola Davis much. She's not in the movie a ton. Right. And, you know, for that matter, Paul Dano's not in the movie a right. ton. But when they are, they are so good at exactly what they need yeah. to be. And, you know, all the people have a, what a, a, a decent pedigree behind him, although yeah. most people probably don't know who Paul Dano is because no. he hasn't been in a They recognize stuff, him but. maybe, but not by his name. I, you know, what you do when you have something with so many heavy hitter, you know, names and talent is you just, you know everyone's going to come in and, and deliver their job. Right. And whether you're Viola Davis, who has a very supporting role, but is only a supporting role, when she has to do her scene, and she gets two of her good scenes in, you know, at least, that that's perfect. You right. can't ask for anything better from anybody else. Right. And it just happens that the big scenes you need more from Jake and, and Hugh, you get them in spades. You get more than you could ever expect. But right. Right. this is definitely a film where everyone showed up and just gave what they needed to give. And right. it, it was 
great. You know, yeah, in the, the in the end, it but. it really is great in so yeah. many ways that you know I kind of feel bad I, for you. I, still, I do. I feel I a little bad. Would, I still would recommend this to people. Yeah, I, I feel a little bad because I'm got to go see it. I'm still on a high from it because again, it didn't detract too much from me, but because right. it's so close to being that five star film for me, and it kind of sucked that it fell farther for you. But it still is like I'm going to tell people both. What a great name for a film, too. Like for right. me, Prisoners is perfect for everybody right. in it and their in their own way of being captured. But man, go see it. You yeah. know, don't don't uh, worry yeah. about how like, long it is. Like it's I said, just great. I would still recommend it, even yeah. if even if you get done with it and you say <laughs> that's the worst movie ever. Right. Uh, even if you, when the movie ends, you go, no, I kind of hated that too. Yeah. Still, you you get to see some right. impressive stuff. It's sort of like. Um, Oh, God, now I can't. Anna Karenina last year, where it's like, even if, if this is not your thing, go right. see it anyway, anyway, because it's so good and it's so yeah. well put together and everything. And this is this is like that. Even if at the end, even if at the end you like it less than me, right? And, You'll still you understand. Say, oh, my why. God, I hate that right. that's the story. Right. Still, it's really it's fantastic really out, in, the, yeah. in the ways that it's good. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing that I did want to say, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and we, you know, we'll get out of here in right. just a minute, but there's so much stuff going on where what you're, what we're trying to look at is how far would you go? And, right. and, you know, this is this emotion and that's this yeah. bad person or this prisoner right. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. And all these things coming together. And what I, what I wanted in this movie and what I thought I had for a really long time, right? Yeah. What I wanted was for him to torture the hell out of this guy and be wrong. Right. And now I don't like that as much either because right. na- that's not what you get right. in the end. All of a sudden now it's like, but you torture this guy and you're right. Right. Your torturing him didn't help a whole hell of a lot, except if he hadn't done it, we wouldn't have found wouldn't the girl. Have right. And not in the way that torturing him made right. it helpful, right? Right. But but in the end, still, we wouldn't have got there at the end of the day if not for him doing it. And then now we're at a totally different moral question of what's going on or something. Yeah. And it's like, but if he turns out to be right, like it's a different movie if from the very beginning he really knows. Right, that it's him because right. he doesn't really know it's him, right? Well, he he, he believes. You know what's he, weird? I think he, he does. It. He does because he's got no other choices. But we don't because we know it's a movie and we think there'll be something. Right. So but, part of the cringingness of it but is he, knowing he doesn't uh, he doesn't know that he is the guy. Right. In the way that he knows right. the, the sun is going to come up tomorrow, or right, in right. the way that he knows at the end he wants to because you know, at the end he runs out of the hospital. He takes off. Now he now really he knows. knows, and you see, yeah, and it's a whole different thing, right? But if he knew like that, right, from the beginning of the movie, then the whole movie would be completely different, right? And the kind of moral struggle we're having mm-hmm. would be completely different too. The fact yeah. that he's torturing him, and like when we get Terrence Howard involved, and yeah. Terrence Howard really is having a problem with this happen, right, happening because. We don't really know, and Terrence Howard knows way less even than right. than Hugh right. Jackman knows. And right. now it's the, all these questions like, 
when the question is, would you torture this guy if you really, really knew? Right. That's a lot different question than, you know, what would if you torture sure? this guy? Right. If you're like, right. you know, you got no other option. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Then would well, you that's one of the, the things. Guy? It's not even like it doesn't subjugate Terrence Howard to a minor role. I mean, he's kind of a supporting. He is a supporting character in this. But one of the things that he does is be the gravity to his old life where he's like, what if you're wrong? Right. He's like, I'm and, not wrong. And, and he's, he's like, what if and, you're wrong? And he's just not in the same And that time position. when he comes when he comes home and Viola Davis is like, where are where have you been? Right. And he doesn't say a word and he just sits down because they've been beating Paul Dano and or or maybe to the point he's been he's an accomplice. He's been holding him. Like he never get the right, feeling right. that he struck him, but he held him right. so Hugh Jackman could strike him a lot. And you just he doesn't again, some of the stuff that like what Jake had said, and I remember the eye being really like creepy and effective and strong. And some of the stuff that's said the most again in this film is when no one issues a word. He just right, sits right. on the steps, and you can tell he's folding and he's going to tell her. Right. And then all of a sudden she's banging on Hugh's door, and he's like, "Great, who else did you freaking tell?" Right. This is great. And, uh, and and you know, like you said, it's uh, he's kind of on the sides, but he's also got a different moral thing going yeah. on because it's one thing when. When I know, because right. I heard him say what I heard him say, right. it's a different thing when I tell you, no, really, I heard him <laughs> say that. Yeah. It's still, you can't, you're not in the same position. Right. You didn't hear him say it. You're right. like, well, I mean, I trust you that he said right. that, but uh, now we're doing something really crazy <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and you're in a different place. And then at the end of the day, you're right. Yeah. Then it's weird. Right. I well, mean, he's, he's. Uh, I mean, we spoiled everything well, yeah. long ago, but he's not the perpetrator, right? But he does know. Yeah, uh, he. If we could wring it out of him, right. we would have the information. And what? It, what an. I mean, what a great test for you know the characters, but for the audience too. Like it's like you know, if you love someone, what will you do? Will you do anything? Right. Absolutely. But Hugh Jackman's anything is everything. But now and we Terrence have Howard's now everything we have totally is different. different anything. And he's right? he, he even says it in the film where he's like, "Look, I know you think weak of me, you know, I can't do this." Right. You know, he's like, "This guy's got our And he does every he says everything he needs to get Terrence Howard on his feet, holding a mentally challenged man so right. he can beat the hell out of him which, all night. Which is also, I think, a nice turn just for the philosophical point. Right. And you know, it works in the movie and everything. Sure. And and there's a. Uh, there's a decent explanation for all this coming together this way, but you know, at, as the movie that's trying to explore these questions, it's one thing if you catch the really shady-looking right. guy who acts like a bastard that you think has your daughter, right? And will we torture him? And everyone in the audience goes, "Yeah, let's, right, uh, do it, line up, Fire we'll that guy all torture up. him, right?" right? Yeah, sure. But now we make it a mentally challenged person who right. we don't know exactly where they are in the whole picture, and right. it's like, "Well, would you torture him?" Right. And it, you know, it's it's pretty pretty it's, effective. There's pull a lot of fun. on you. This really. is definitely the type of film, not only because of what I enjoyed in it, but we're going to go to a coffee shop after or go get a late breakfast or early breakfast. And we're going to talk about like, so what would you do? Right. You know, I mean, now you see how it unravels and everyone's like, Oh, I would get my answers. You'd be pounding the wall just like he was. Right. You know, but anyway, so, but 
this is totally worth checking out, and you guys really should. If you you know if you're listening, and you haven't seen it already, make, fix it. Go see it. And right. if you have seen it, you know I'd be. This is this one is that I'm really curious. Absolutely one to see in the theaters. I would love. Yeah, and I would love to see you know somebody come in with a comment or a question about right. it because this would so be a, this, this is a fun one to talk about. Right, and actually, it's a good point for this uh, show. You know, send us questions after the movie. Anytime. We'll go back God, to I don't this care. movie next right. week, man. Right. I don't. Right. I'll talk about this film all the time. So all right. Uh, so we should we should take off. Yeah. Finally, though, a good uh, film, a good movie, and it's and I'm like, hey, this is a really good movie. <laughs> Two stars. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mark's never happy. <laughs> Finally, I get a good movie. Right. And you know, it's just I've read I've read that book too many times. Yeah, I know. And, and I get it. I, I, I totally. I've get read it. too many books where, you know, I'm like 800 pages into this book, yeah. and now all of a sudden it just makes everything that happened before <laughs> useless and stupid, and I'm like. Really and conveniently, movies only waste two and a half right. hours of your time. But man, when it went bad, if it would have went bad and in a little bit different way, where I could go, well, fine. All you right. know, I don't know. You if, had to do it. If, okay. if there would have, if there would have been like maybe some way where, <laughs> you know, he he goes into the house and then somebody we didn't know was there whacks him with a right. bat over the back of the right. head or something. I'm or just glad they anything, didn't do anything. Right? anything. I'm just glad there was nothing so stupid as he went back to the house and just happened to see his whistle in the other room. Or, right, right, you know, right. something that was just so consequentially, like, ridiculous. Right. Like, we got to get to the end. Let's let's just let him see something. And before we go, I have to check this out now because oh, you man. made me think of it because there's no way Jake Gyllenhaal misses that pattern for me. Wait, which pattern? Anyway. The the whole maze thing. The maze thing, yeah. When he finds that guy in the basement, you see that thing like, well, hello, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I and actually we think, have pictures all right. over. I don't think there's any way that he doesn't put that together have to way see, quicker. I'd have to see the film again. I think, and I, and I thought of this when I was watching it, I got the impression that he was also kind of falling into a bit of less less temperament and more rage, like more emotion. And I thought it was actually character that he was like, if I can't keep myself from it, like what you said in the beginning, like I got to I gotta be like this is my kid. Right. I can't be it too much because then I'll be ineffective. I'll just be punching people in the face too. But I got to own it and possess it a little bit. And I kind of thought that he was getting really frustrated. Like you see him beating the crap out of computers and all these things when he, when he gets to this point. And Hugh Jackman ultimately says, this happened because of you. Like this is your fault. And right. it's not the thing that he just shrugs off like I've heard that before. Like he took that personally. And right. I thought it was enough that he realized I got too close. I, I didn't stay tempered enough. And I, I, maybe I did more work for that to be believable. I kind of, I kind of let that go. I kind of thought that he just wasn't as distanced from it the way he needed to be. He got too far on the other side of the line and that's why he didn't see it. And yeah, he got it, mad. I mean, he got mad because he's like, I've got to make it personal, but damn it, I made that one a little bit too much and I missed something big and now maybe she's dead. Yeah. It, it didn't, like kill the movie. No, I know, but it's I, not I like a horrible it, thing. But I, actually, I just think there's no way that guy. Yeah, because he's really give, that, he gives right. you the impression that if it's not a Steven Seagal, it's not a Mel Gibson. If there's a cop out there who solves every case, I believe it's this cop. Right. I think it's him, and you see why. So. Right. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna uh, get out cool. of here, and uh, we'll be back next week. I think. Yeah. Probably. Next week should be okay. I think in two weeks we might be we taking might a week, week off. Yeah. But um, okay. we will be back next week. And tell your friends, subscribe on iTunes, share, whatever. Everything. And thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.